Hi, everybody. Welcome to Top 4. We have a very special episode this month. I've been looking Every forward... episode is special. <laughs> I know, but I've been looking forward to this one for a long time. We've kind of danced around it a little bit or done certain like partial covering, coverings of this here and there. For but... a minute, we almost thought we actually did record it and we had to go look Yeah, back. <laughs> we had to look back at our episodes to make sure we, didn't, we weren't repeating. Because time. it turns out we talk to each other on regular days about this kind of stuff. Exactly. I couldn't remember if we made a podcast <laughs> or if it was just like us like, talked about it in the car one time <laughs> having a life together. <laughs> anyway, so this this month's uh special episode is top 4 90s albums. Yeah, we love talking about the 90s. Yep. So here we are. I mean, can you can you blame us? We grew up in the 90s it's and true. that was, you know, I I feel like the the music of what, you know, whatever time you were in like middle school and high school, I feel like that is that is such an incredibly influential period on your life and and you know it's so emotional and dramatic and at least back then we tended to listen to lots of music uh because honestly there wasn't much else to do and there were no podcasts <laughs> uh, so so it was it was a very very strong period of of music influence in our lives and i i don't know about you i was very into music oh yeah every morning i'd wake up and i would put on z100 and that's what i would listen to or k-rock um actually no yes d100 was really early when i first started and then i was like oh i actually don't like a lot of this music i like k-rock better so <laughs> i went over to k-rock and i listened to so much k-rock and i this is um a radio station i don't know if you heard of it they're like on the radio yeah, but that was that was your big fancy New York station. Like in, in Columbus, Columbus, I, I grew up with like you know CD one hundred and one and whatever ninety six point three was called. Like those were like and you know yeah, I when guess I was, New York stations were way better. Yeah, <laughs> no, honestly, CD one hundred and one was a great station. But but so yeah, I listened every morning and then I would get the albums from the um, what were those services <laughs> columbia house yep. and, and bmg yes. were the two big ones and yeah. you have to do both of them because you had to get the 10 discs for free first you know like through mm-hmm. in the initial sign up and then you'd sign up for the other one and get 10 more discs and then you would like kind of just cancel your account ish <laughs> so you don't have to buy like the other discs that you were forced to buy because you got the 10 ones for free or for a penny or whatever but so those were always say, such a terrible deal i'd get like you get like the one automatically mailed to you that was mm-hmm. and they would charge you like 25 dollars yeah and you're like oh i could have just went to like any store and gotten this for so much less but you couldn't get to the store because we couldn't drive yet but yeah. anyway and there we was all no had, amazon <laughs> when it came to albums i feel like in the 90s and when we were listening to music when we were growing up with music everyone listened through to albums because at the best you had like a six disc player those were like the really fancy kids i had a three disc player and most of the time you're listening on your like walkman which was only one disc so you would really listen through an entire album and it was very important that the albums that you would bring with you either on road trips or um walking around in town or like wherever you were going whatever music you were bringing with you the album had to be really good and you didn't want to have to skip one of the 12 songs on there because then there goes like you know a a one twelfth of your album listening and it's just gone you know so you want to find stuff that you really loved listening through so that's why we decided to pick 90s albums because it's all about 
how an album sounds together, all about non-skipping songs. It's all about rocking out because that's all you had. Exactly. I mean, and, you know, even before that, like the, the first part of this part of my life, I didn't have a CD player. I was listening to cassettes where it's much oh harder goodness. to skip songs. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so like with cassettes, <laughs> it's even more important that you have a good album all the way through because skipping around is a pain in the butt. Um, and then and even you know, even with CDs, like if you had one that has like one good song, like the one radio hit that you bought the album for and everything else on it is garbage, like that wouldn't be worth taking up a slot in your CD book or in your CD changer because yep. it's like you're going to take up a whole disc spot just for one song. Nope, because you're like, oh, wow, I love Journey. And so you get some Journey discs and then you're like, oh, I like two songs by Journey. Mm-hmm. And you're like, <laughs> now I'm stuck with these discs and you never listen to them again. I did have something on cassette. I had Green Day's Dookie on cassette because a friend burnt me a copy and i hid it from my parents they, they, they didn't burn cassettes you, <laughs> oh you, that's right they, you, you dub a cassette yeah, sorry i've already forgot <laughs> the kids you know little lingo i forgot i forgot but yeah because the, the fancy people uh, like eventually me would have the dual tape deck players yep where you could have you could copy one tape onto another one well you had the dual tape deck on top of the three cd changer like it was this that big was later, yeah. huge thing and that's i would always listen big to iowa albums. systems yes i had <laughs> those were good my cd book like the big trapper keeper bonder of cds yeah, that you would have to thing. carry around yep i have one of those i still have it and i remember because i had the three cd changer i had to i was curating my collection based in like three cd uh collections you know like i would have um you have like a recipe of like these are the three that you listen to at once yeah exactly like i'd have all like <laughs> the girl band cds like all together because they all sounded good together and then i had like live and um counting crow like i'd have all of them kind of like nestled together because they sounded good together and so i remember listening in that way that's fantastic <laughs> Do you remember yeah, see, anything I, like well, that my first CD player, so as typical of my life, I start. I, I came way late to a technology, and then once I got there, I got a really good one. So this happened to me with all sorts of things, um, but this was one of those where I, I didn't have a CD player for a long time. Like I was on cassettes still when most of my friends were on CDs, and then when I, when I got my first CD player, it was, uh, I think it was 1993 or 1994, and I, I went straight from zero to a six-disc magazine changer. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, because you can't you can't just follow up like Green Day's Dookie with Sarah McLaughlin. Like you can't you can't make that jump. You got to go like you got to increment. You know, you got to get some Jewel, some Sarah McLaughlin, some Monty DeFranco. Like they all kind of mold together. It's real nice, right? Like you got to have the recipes. Oh yeah, although but because (laughs) mine was like the magazine thing where it's you basically like took out this big black cartridge. Yep, my parents had that in their big fancy stereo downstairs. Inside of it, you'd pull out these six little thin plastic trays that would swing out. Mm -hmm. You'd put the disc in it, swing it back in. Some of them wouldn't even swing out. Some of them just like fell out like you'd have to like pinch it and then that's it it was like all by itself yeah it was so actually changing disc was kind of a pain so i would keep the same ones in there for like weeks at a time um like like i know like i usually kept green day uh and then after green day i can tell you what played after that it was crash test dummies after that (laughs) was usually the nirvana mtv unplugged album uh like i can tell you like what like because i kept them in there for so long my parents would have multiple of those magazines and they'd have them all filled and they would also be in categories so you had like your dance music or your party (laughs) music or like my mom's instrumental like yanni kind of music and Mm -hmm. like it was all separate and then you had one for christmas you know it was pretty great (laughs) the christmas cd magazine yeah oh that's great anyway so 
this is this is an episode that's about great 90s albums so there's going to be a lot of great bands and great songs that we don't include because they didn't have what we considered great albums also we should put a huge caveat on this that we're only really including the genres of music that we were into, which for me was rock and alternative. We're not really included. You know, there's so much other music in other genres that happened in the 90s. Oh, that yeah. Was great. There was like some great hip hop albums. There were some great like cool jazzy albums. Yeah. Like there was a lot I'm of I'm sure there was great country out. stuff like, you know, yeah. It, oh, yeah genre, country. I almost forgot about country. Yeah, it was huge. You know, like it, it, it was huge, but we didn't listen to it. You know, similar to hip hop. Hip hop was huge in the 90s, but we didn't listen to it. Right. So, so we're not going through pretending we're like a spin magazine situation here where we are listening to every single thing and picking what sounded the best we're just discussing like always on top four what we liked and what we think is the best and when we put it on it makes us happy not just we're we're not experts i'm sorry i mean maybe we are well, i think honestly I am. <laughs> in 90s rock albums i think i am an expert <laughs> yeah you might be he's been yeah. marco has been studying for this for weeks this has been <laughs> so much fun because <laughs> like i didn't i didn't want to just make the list in my head without actually having listened back to all these things like i wanted to actually listen to a bunch of them and, and some of my opinions did change up and down on a lot of these uh, after listening to them now like as an adult yeah my what i look for now in a really good album has very much changed i still haven't strayed away from what i used to listen to because i still do have that love and remembrance and like feeling goodness of when we were young so i i tried listening to um like the amazing um uh lauren hill album or that came out and because i like hip-hop a lot more now than i did then but i just i can't i couldn't connect with it in the same way that i could connect with a lot of the rock albums that i liked Mm -hmm. yeah because you know so much of it is like is nostalgia based like you remember listening to these as a kid you remember where you were in your life and things like that um anyway so I have a list of requirements, but the- I do got to I got to say quick what we're listening. <laughs> I am now like those boys are cursing a lot. <laughs> like, yeah. How, every I- time I turn on a Z, I was like this is making me a little uncomfortable where before I was like yeah, damn the man, right? And now I'm like hmm, they should clean up their language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were there were actually a lot of a lot of things that that I tried listening to that uh my opinion went down because of modern sensibilities on either like either just me being a boring 35 year old dad and saying there's a lot of unnecessary cursing in here for seemingly no benefit to also uh, you know modern perspectives on things like sexism and misogyny yes um, a like, lot of they these are do not n- being kind to the ladies in yeah, this album. <laughs> like a lot of this does not hold up to that um and it you can kind of, you can see like you know, we have a long way to go still, but you can see we've made a lot of progress when you listen to the the what was totally normal mass mainstream music then compared to now. There's whew, it, it's some of those bands are pretty rough in that area. So mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, a few of them fell down a little bit for me for, on that. But um, fortunately for me, I'm not a lyrics listener. Usually I don't listen that closely to lyrics. I don't, I'm, I'm a music person, not a lyrics person. And so, I'm the opposite. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So so it, it probably affected you more than me because some of the things I pick probably are horrible uh, in that way. And I just didn't notice. Uh, so I'm sorry if that's if that's the case. Um, so anyway, so I, I made a list of requirements uh, and nice to haves. So among the requirements, because, you know, we're talking about albums here. I told you you took this seriously. Yeah, it has. To, I did a lot of homework. It has to be 
the album had to be solid all the way through. There had to be no songs that I wanted to skip. Because mm-hmm. there I are agree. lots of albums that are almost great all the way through, or that are okay, but we, you know, two or three songs you want to skip. There has to be no songs you want to skip. And this, for me, ruled out everything by Pearl Jam. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, you know, Pearl Jam is one of those bands where like they have a lot of great songs, but I just can't. I can't look at one album and say this one is great all the way through. Um, and you know, similar. I had the same problem with Nirvana. Uh, with Soundgarden, even with Foo Fighters. Uh, Foo Fighters did develop the ability to make great albums all the way through, but it wasn't until after the 90s. Um, I'm even going to add Alanis Morissette to that because I loved her album, Jagged Little Pill. But I have songs on there that I I skip. They're just not great. Yeah, I, I actually had Jagged Little Pill on my list of honorable mentions because I I think that Alanis Morissette and that album in particular... That that might have been the most overall influential album of the decade. Mm-hmm. It had so much influence. Like if you Her look at sound, it was so oh, just just interesting yeah. and new and great. And she was angry, and it wasn't like she wasn't angry in a. She was angry, yes, she was very nineties angry, but she wasn't like punk angry where you couldn't listen to it mainstream. She was just like oh, I just, I just love her. I love her. Yeah, and and that album, like, it really did radically shift how, you know, not only how rock music was written and and sung in different tones, but it did radically affect how female artists sang and, and, you know, a lot of the styling cues and everything. It was a huge shift. And it's, you know, you look back now at what came before and what came after, and you can see it very clearly. Like, that was, was, I I think, easily the the single most influential album of the 90s. Mm Mm-hmm. But it did have some kind of dud songs. Yeah, it didn't <laughs> in, in make between my all the list. Ones, so didn't make my list. Yeah, so it's honorable mention for me. Um, so I also, I also wanted, you know, in addition to having no songs that you wanted to skip, I also want to see some degree of range. Not all the songs should sound very similar. Like it should be a band that presents some kind of range between the songs. So you don't hear twelve very similar things in a row you're hearing like you know here's a slow one here's a fast one here's maybe different instrumentation or different different you know styles um some kind of range being shown um obviously the de- the def- definition of the 90s um i took it literally <laughs> i said released between 1990 and 1999 yep. however i do give preference to the ones that are released more you know closer to the middle uh, because if if you listen to things from the early 90s things like spin doctors that you know pocket full of kryptonite is a great album there's a lot of great things i look for um and that's an honorable mention for me is spin doctor's pocket full of kryptonite but it when you listen to that and you compare it to another one of my honorable mentions which would be like um uh, lit a place in the sun that came out in 99 so that was almost a decade later they sound totally different. Like you can, from the early '90s things, you still hear some of that '80s influence. There's in almost all of grunge really happened in the early '90s, um, and then in the late '90s, it very much sounds like what I often think of as 2000s rock. You know, because decades, you know, you don't immediately flip over the style when the date changes from you know '89 to '90 and '99 to 2000. Like, if music doesn't instantly change, <laughs> like so. I'm mostly focused on the middle of the decade, although I do have some picks from from the uh, from the later side as well. Um, and then I also wanted to exclude things that were really obscure. I, I wanted my picks to have 
you know, some degree of cultural significance or influence, um, things people will have heard of probably, or at least bands that had at least one radio hit, you know, and, uh, even if you didn't maybe hear the album. Um, and then I also have, you know, a list of nice-to-haves. One thing I love is a solid first track. Like, because you're listening straight through, track one needs to be really good, and it needs to set the mood and the pace and the style of what you should expect this album to be. Uh, I give bonus points if it's a really rockin' track, like tr- a really strong track one. I really respect that. And track one can't be the radio hit. If track one is the radio hit, it's probably not a very good album. They, oh put, their, they put their best stuff up front, and then they have nothing left. Right? Can you think of any great albums where track one is the radio hit? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay, we'll get there then, I guess, unless you want to say it now. Uh, wait. <laughs> yeah, yes. Okay, I guess we'll get there. <laughs> All right. My search uh, isn't working. <laughs> <laughs> I just scroll like an animal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and then finally, um, I also... Oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> no, yes, right? See? there's <laughs> You can't find one. Um, and then also, I, I always want a really good last track to close it out um bonus points if it's like a really epic one um like a long track full of jams again spin doctor's pocket full of kryptonite does this great it oh, has got one <laughs> which one i'm not gonna say because okay, it's my right. number one so spin doctor's po- pocket full of kryptonite it has a very strong track one it's jimmy olsen's blues hold on i'm gonna play this it's just a very solid track one and then it ends with this amazing like kind of dual part jam song uh called shinbone alley slash hard to exist and it's just this incredible like journey of jamming through this 12 minutes of awesomeness like that to me is a great and and they put they have radio hits but they put them kind of in the middle and they're surrounded by other good songs like Spin Doctor's Pocketful of Kryptonite is a great album. I it almost made my top four. It's one of my top honorable mentions. It's it's so so good. Um, so yeah, great first track, solid last track. Also, I consider a bonus feature. There was a, a fairly common thing in the '90s where you'd have the secret track, mm-hmm. uh, where a lot of great albums uh, ended with like you'd have a you'd have a song that was officially the last track, like as titled on the on the on the album, and then there would be a couple minutes of silence. And then you'd have like a little secret thing at the end, uh, and so like if you like you would be playing it, and if you weren't paying attention, you would think the album had just ended because you're hearing silence, and then after a minute or two, all of a sudden, boom, you'd hear like a secret song, and I think by far the best secret track of the entire decade had to be from Green Day's Dookie. Well, of course, right? I mean, this basically mm-hmm. defined secret tracks. Well, because not only was it secret, it was creepy as hell. <laughs> I was alone. Ah, oh, memories. I was all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so great. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's gross and horrible, but it's great. Um, with that, I my list of uh, intro stuff is done. I'm ready to move on to my. Uh, let's see. One, I'm not ready. Two, I'm not ready. Three, four. I want to talk about my honorable mentions. I have four different special categories of honorable mentions what wait <laughs> that was like pre-honorable mentions yeah i mentioned a few of them but. oh my gosh this is gonna be like the marco jibber jabber episode like I, I really like 90s music i see that you couldn't have narrowed it down like a little bit this is narrowed down like a little more 
<laughs> All right. Should I just talk about my honorable mentions and then just let you go for the next hour? Sure. Because sure, that works. <laughs> I don't know what to do with you. Oh, my God. Anyway, I really wanted to make sure I put in some female artists because I felt really bad for not including them in my top four because I really did listen to a lot of great female artists but unfortunately their full albums just weren't doing it for me completely so this is Ani DeFranco's Little Plastic Castles album and I love this song that it starts with I love her style but I have to say listening through this album again now I was really feeling how relevant it still is like it was almost creeping me out you were listening to it with me too right like Mm -hmm. all of the political things that she brings up in a lot of her songs it's still so freakishly relevant and that's a little upsetting (laughs) gotta say um so this album even though i really love the lyrics of it i love the musicality of it i love the flow of it it's a great great album it's one of my top honorable mentions I just couldn't get into it as one of my top favorite albums because it brought me down a little too much still because it was, it's a little, it's, um, it was heavy. So as Ani DeFranco tends to be here and there. Um, so yeah, I want to mention her. I want to mention Cake Fashion Nugget, which is another super fun album. So Cake Fashion Nugget, which was released in 1996, um, it is just great song after song after song it's just really fun and poppy and funny and i really love great lyrics that are fun and funny and you can sing along to and you remember all the songs they are just uplifting but there was a lot of swearing and i was like oh there's so much swearing i'm so sorry there's so much swearing but there it is. So I can't really listen to it around the kids that much, which brings it down a little bit. Um, so yeah, oh, just listen to that. That is a great album. Oh, it's such a good album. Every single, I, there's not a single skipping song. And if we were not doing top four, it would have made it. Along with the Ani DeFranco album, it totally would have made it. So either of those two albums, if you've never heard them, run don't walk. Go hear them now. Um, I need to also bring up something that's very close to me and Marco's heart, which I haven't, I didn't listen to until the 2000s, but it is a 90s album. And I'm talking about Eve Six. Um, nice. <laughs> their very first album titled Eve Six, <laughs> <laughs> which I always find weird when uh, they do that. It came out in 1998, so it was a little bit later. I just. It's a really, really good album. Solid all the way through. Great track one. Great track one. Great last track. Got some hits in there. It's rocking. It has great lyrics. You can remember all the words. Great album. We have a lot of great memories to that album. I just really like it. They are just kind of down on the ladies. So (laughs) I felt a little bit bad about that one. But it still makes my uh honorable mentions which i have so that's my three three honorable mentions i'm keeping this pretty tight i am not gotta say (laughs) i i could go all willy-nilly and talk about all kinds of different albums like i like this one but this one doesn't have this on it and i like this one and that one didn't have this on it i'll be doing that oh 
All right. So maybe I can chime in here and there you because <laughs> I mean, I guess. All right. So I wanted to first mention a couple of categories I didn't oh, include. Categories. Um, so one thing I didn't include because honestly, because it was just it was so hard to narrow it down. Um, one thing I didn't include was live albums, but uh, there are some really great live albums. Oh, My no. top three are can the we Nirvana, just cut this category? <laughs> the Nirvana MTV Unplugged in New York, the Allison Chains MTV Unplugged, which I think is actually better than the Nirvana one, and Counting Crows Across a Wire. All three of these are amazing live albums and the only reason i didn't include some of them in my top four was that i, I had to find some way to filter it down For the low low price of 250 dollars, you can download marco's entire <laughs> honorable mentions yeah i mean it's just Amazon. it's so good like <sighs> yes it's very good but it didn't make your list pick okay. some favorites and and, and we could do pick some favorites i also wanted to mention another special mention which is not on my list but is still worth mentioning okay everybody every time marco says i just wanted to mention take a drink okay <laughs> they're already dead <laughs> uh, everyone everyone has alcohol poisoning <laughs> all right so another special mention is uh to mention. weird al's album bad hair day this was you know it's it's kind of off you okay know. weird al's kind of awesome <laughs> yeah and and i think bad hair day is not only one of his best albums but also the one that that most captures this period of music and it also has a few really good original songs you know like not every weird al song is a parody of another song um and so you know, the albums are usually you know maybe half and half like half originals half parodies and even the originals on bad hair day are really good um and the parodies of course are awesome it was also the very first alternative polka which be, like became a thing after that like, go ahead you gotta drop in one or two i mean come on I mean, come on. That's great. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, so that, that whole album is fantastic. But I'm sorry, the re-listenability, unless you're like, let's listen to some Weird Al for some funsy times. That's like, the, yeah, it's like, it's a novelty. It's not, yeah, yeah. You, don't, you, don't, you don't like put that on when you're having, you know, like when you're making a playlist of your, your best albums. You oh, know, no, I forgot to listen to this Wallflowers album. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, um, tell me you talked about it. I didn't know. I do have, it, I bet it would go into my next category, though. My next category that I wanted to mention is called uh yeah, like solidly b plus or a minus albums oh, really song. great oh, albums yeah. that oh. just didn't make the cut for me but still really great albums <sighs> uh, i had on that list i'll just go through quickly uh <laughs> rem want, automatic for the people just wanted to mention oasis what's the story of morning glory oh yes oasis better than ezra deluxe oh, jim blossoms oasis. congratulations i'm sorry fountains of wayne self-titled and fuel sunburn oh yeah uh, those are all good those are in uh, chronological order um but we're also talking about best albums not these yes. were good albums there was okay. a lot of good albums i know i know so finally my honorable mentions i've already mentioned uh and this is also in chronological order i've already mentioned uh spin doctor's pocket full of kryptonite great album uh the blind melon self-titled album that includes no rain from 92 that's also a really good album there were a couple of skippers but uh, overall a really good album um counting crows august and everything after are you just I, this, reading a list of albums that came out in the 90s? Because, no. yes, they are all very good. <laughs> no, there were a whole bunch of garbage albums. But So, yeah, Counting Crows, August and Everything After almost made my list. Yeah, this me too. This was a I really it hard one. It, it was like I was kind of hovering it around like number five and six. It almost made my list. Um, one that was fairly obscure. Well, like, uh, the August you... and Everything After didn't make my list because it's good. I listened to it all the time when I was younger. But now that I'm listening to fewer albums, I'm not going to run to that one. That's not going to be what I put on 
first. Yeah, it's kind of a downer because it's kind of you know a slower mm-hmm. paced thing, but it's really good. Um, I just didn't. It wasn't quite. Didn't quite make it. Um, a more obscure one, unless you live in Canada. Uh, Crash Test Dummies. God shuffled his feet. This is the album with. You know that song. Um, it's a really good album. I I, I have. I think I have all of the Crash Out Dummies albums, and many of them are very weird and not very good. But this yes. one is a solid <laughs> album. Almost made my list, uh, but it's I can't I can't expect any other anyone else to like it. Oh my gosh! How many more? <laughs> uh, a few more. <laughs> this is we're up to ninety three. All right. So uh, also, oh no, we're only in nineteen ninety. Also, honor mention uh, Green Day Dookie. Well, this yeah. this this almost I, I I expected this to make my top four until I listened back to it. Me too. And it was just a little bit too like angry and sweary. That boy and wears a lot sucked. of eyeliner. Yeah, like it was just it <laughs> didn't quite make it. I do give it credit for that that amazing secret track though, uh, the best one of the decade by far. Um, Alanis Morissette, Jack a Little Pill, mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Um, one that really almost made my list that I actually reshuffled at the very last minute this morning was Ben Folds Five, Whatever and Ever, Amen. No, it's a really, really good album, um, but it just I ha- I had to make some cuts okay, and that stop just talking barely about made that it. One. I will, I will stop it. Um, also, no uh, doubt, Tragic Kingdom. Since we're naming good albums that yeah. didn't make the list, right? That's yeah, that's a decent one. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and then finally, uh, two more Collective Soul dosage. This was almost this was nineteen ninety nine, so it doesn't really sound like the nineties. But Collective Soul, like you probably heard their hit "Shine" a million times, but you probably didn't know they have lots of albums, and they're pretty decent. And Dosage, I think, is their best one. Okay. Uh, are we finally, into your actual honorable mentions yet? Yes, these are the honorable mentions. Okay, okay. and then finally, uh, "Lit a Place in the Sun," also ninety nine. I uh, found that album on the like in a parking lot. Yeah, it, and it was scratched up to hell, and I still listened to it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm great, like, well, again, I don't know what that great song was. album, uh, but just didn't quite make it for me because there again, there's so many great '90s, uh, you know, rock albums. I also, by the way, I don't distinguish between rock and alternative. I think that's a BS distinction. Um, so I'm just calling it all rock. Uh, anyway, so I'm done with my other mentions. Are you also? Yeah, I've been done. Yep. Of course. Okay. So let's do our sponsor and then we'll go for our top four ranking. Okay. Our sponsor this week is Fracture. Visit FractureMe.com slash top for a special discount on your first Fracture. Almost everybody takes and shares photos online, but very few of them end up printed and even few, even fewer of those end up being displayed somewhere nice. Fracture wants you to focus on the moments that mean the most in your life by turning your favorite digital memories into meaningful photos that you can see, that you can decorate your house with, that you can stick on your desk, that you can put on the wall. Fracture prints are an awesome way to do this because Fracture prints photos directly onto glass. So the way this works is the photo is printed edge to edge. And it's printed kind of on the back side of glass, similar to how CDs are red, speaking of the 90s. You know, CDs were red. <laughs> the, the CD data layer is actually on the top of the disc. Like Way the to bring it all side. around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The label of a CD is where the data is. It's, it's basically on the underside of that. That's why if you scratch the top of a CD, it's way worse than scratching the bottom of a CD because the data is read through the clear disc from the bottom, reading the actual data that's on the top layer. Uh, anyway, so... Fracture prints are the same way, so don't stretch. So don't scratch the back of a fracture print if you can help it. But you, it's probably pretty easy to avoid since you're not like handling them all the time. Uh, fracture prints look great; they are printed on glass, and so the print goes edge to edge. The colors look fantastic, and it's it looks very modern because it's just this this like solid like standalone unit. You don't you don't get them framed separately or anything. 
it is a complete unit. So you hang it on the wall, you give it as gifts. They, are, they make fantastic gifts. We've given lots of them as gifts. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of them on our wall. I'm looking at some right now in the office here. We have a huge one that I took an iPhone picture, a close-up iPhone picture of a succulent, and I got a fracture of their biggest one, their biggest one they could possibly make because I was really curious to see how it would come out. It's awesome. You wouldn't even tell it was from a phone. Like, it's so good. And even though it's a succulent, you can't even tell it's dead because it's succulent. God, leave succulents out My of My theory is that all succulents are dead when Stop. you buy them. And it just takes you, like, you're like, oh, I got this great little cactus thing and it, and it died after six months. Well, before it dies, take a picture, get yeah. a fracture printed and put it on your wall. Yeah. My theory is it was Style. dead the whole time uh, and, you know, similar to something else that happened in the just 90s stop. it was dead the whole time stop. and you just it just took six months for it to become visible because succulents hold a lot of water anyway oh so <laughs> fracture prints come with everything you need to hang it up right in the <laughs> box uh they are a green company operating a carbon neutral factory and so they they really are a great place to do business with you know they're 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 big fans of podcasts they've been supporting podcasts for a long time and they make great products so you can also get art printed in yeah. on fractures like any art prints that you might have or like scan in something that you drew and you can get it printed with a fracture and it's actually really awesome yeah like and and like we've gotten like um i've we, given we those have, as gifts a couple times yeah mm-hmm. uh we also have um we have because one of the sizes you can get is a square so i get my app icons when i make a new app i, I get the app icon printed on a fracture square and i have a little row of those hang on the wall it looks really nice on my to-do list i'm gonna make fractures of all my uh podcast art since yep, now i do podcast it art's also square bazillion podcasts yep that's a great idea <laughs> um yeah so they make great gifts also uh, don't forget father's day is coming so you know great gift uh, possibly there yes um and they're all handmade in gainesville florida from u.s source materials so once again great company to support great product you should get your photos printed and if you're going to do that fracture is the best way to do it visit fractureme.com slash top for a special discount on your first fracture once again fractureme.com slash top thank you so much to fracture for sponsoring top four okay so it is time finally (laughs) for for our actual top four ranking i think you should go first because okay. I talked a lot. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to start playing something. Oh, the presidents. I love this album. It came out in 1995. It was one of the very first albums that I owned on a CD. And I love the name of the band, The Presidents of the United States of America. It's quite the mouthful, but it's absolutely great. This album is fantastic because it is funny. It's a great rock sound. There's really fun to sing along to lyrics. There's It has that perfect 90s sound. There's two big hits on the album. It makes me happy. It starts off great. We have this. Listen to that. Yeah, that's yes. a, it, this is track one, right? This is track one. Yeah, that's a Kitty. great track it's one. It's so great. Just right away. It hits you like that great guitar so wonderful yeah agreed this is a this is a fantastic album a very How can strong you not track smile one. when this turns on <laughs> yeah that's great it's so good it has funny little tiny things um in the songs that i just really like They vary the songs, even though they have a very distinct sound. And I just really, they they close with like this funny kind of creepy chill song. 
the album just through and through is really good. There are some weirdo songs in there. So if you're not into weirdo songs, you're not going to really love this album the way I do. But I just, this is definitely solid, solid, solid number four. If I didn't take myself a little bit seriously and tried to be a little bit cool in my list, this might have been way higher. (laughs) But I really love this album. I think it is just perfect. Oh, just that's it's so 90s. Like, yeah. How can you hear this and not feel the 90s coursing through your veins? Yeah, this is why one of my requirements was cultural influence. Like it had to be somewhat well known or have some kind of major hit on it um, because it does kind of represent like the 90s encapsulated. This is like one of the reasons why I gave things like um, Better Than Ezra and Gin Blossoms a chance also. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, they didn't end up ranking too high for me, but I did mention them before because like the 90s basically sounded like Better Than Ezra and Gin Blossoms all the time. Like that's yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> throw in some Shell Crow like that then you, and, and Alanis <laughs> yep. Morissette and then you have you have the 90s. <laughs> but like what I like about this is it still it brings in a little bit of punk, you know, that was kind of hovering in the background of a lot of 90s stuff. Like yeah. they still have like right there like the kick out the jams. It's just you know, like if they bring in a lot of these little genres and then even back porch, it's kind of a little bit country with rock influence and it's really funny. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it, it, the songs vary enough, but they sound like the presidents. It's just great. Yeah, that's a that's a very solid pick. It's good, good harmonies. They have really good harmonies. Yeah, so this is. I had no doubt that this was going to be on my list. It was just a matter of where. So any given day, it could shuffle around. I'm sure, just like all of our lists. But there you go. The presidents of the United States of America album. The presence of the United States of America. <laughs> Subtitle, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you think they self-titled it just to make it that much longer when people would have to say that? <laughs> I just, I wish they actually did self-title it. So it said it twice whenever you had it. <laughs> that would be great. Or yeah. let's change like one little thing. Album, you know, they put it at the yeah, end. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I really like the band. I, def- I feel like they don't take themselves super seriously. And that's why their songs are more fun than your average band. And that's why like something like Counting Crows didn't make it for me. I felt like that was just, it's so serious and so heavy that I just, I couldn't do it. Presidents always makes me smile. Yeah, that's, that's a really solid pick. Yeah, I, I would say... Um, Anytime you have a band where, like, they take what is currently, you know, kind of like the punk styles of the time and basically sell out and make it a little bit more mainstream, that tends to work pretty well a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd say that's that's why Green Day was popular. Because if you listen to Green Day Dookie today, like, you can hear lots of punk influence. But obviously, mm-hmm. Green Day was like, you know, nobody at the time who was into punk would ever admit that Green Day is very punk-like. Because that's like, you know, mass market. You know, that's totally anti-punk, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, there's a lot of overlap there and a lot of similar styles and a lot of things that Green Day kind of took from punk and brought into mainstream rock. I can and see the presence like in their basement writing these songs and just laughing at each other. Be like, are we really going to write a song about this? And they're like, yeah, <laughs> we are. And then they do it. And it's great because yeah, right? <laughs> they just sound like they're having fun and they're actually very good musicians. All right. My number four is the meat puppets too high to die. <laughs> this is not a, a mainstream, not too, not too mainstream. Um, you probably, yeah, strong track one, right? Um, I like the Meat Puppets before they were cool. Yeah. You probably know their song, Backwater. 
and this you was, like this was song. the radio hit. It's a great song too. But the whole album's really good. It has a lot of range, really, like a lot of just different stylings that you hear throughout it, and um, you know, I guess stuff like this. This is Shine. Like it's t- it's just totally different. You have like Roof with a Hole. Got acoustic things like why. And then it has a pretty good uh, last track, followed by a really good secret track. This is like the basic last track coming down. And you have at the end of Lake of Fire. Let me see if I can see. So that's a great album all the way through. Um, it's one that I appreciate more over time. Like I, it wasn't like my top favorite one in 1994 when it came out, uh, but I, I've as I listen back to 90s music, like this really stands out to me as a really great album. Um, there's just there's so many great songs on it. There was nothing I wanted to skip when I listened back again. Uh, so yeah, Meat Puppets, Too High to Die. Uh, it's it's fantastic. All right, I'm ready for my number three. Go for it. Oh, Ben Folds. All right. Oh, just listen to that. <laughs> I know. That's this... the first. That's the. That's it. They hit you with that. It's fun. It's peppy. This is Whatever and Ever I'm In by Ben Folds 5. September 75. I was 47 inches high. Oh, so good. Just bam. September 75. Like it just hit you and it's so good. I mean, they made they made pianos cool again like pianos got super cool like all of a sudden they have a totally different sound you didn't really come across this this came out in 1997 it was just great there's so much vivid storytelling in this album um there's some great hits there and it just so this is the second song and it starts different you get the guitar coming in instead of the piano at first and it just totally different pace totally yeah, different style it brings it down but then you know like you get you get a bit there's that angry mm-hmm. punk but yeah <laughs> with what is in there piano so good yeah this this album was almost my number four at the very last minute i, I had it down to a tie between this and the me puppets and the only reason i downranked that into honorable mention is because i haven't heard it as much mm-hmm. so i haven't had like as much time oh, to let it really i listen sit with me. to this album all the time and then you end on this like oh i love soft this. beautiful song this to called me evaporated. evaporated that's the best oh. song on the album to me yeah it's it's my highest starred one but it is just a beautiful album the storytelling that goes into all of the songs there's so much care there's so much thought it's it's basically like poetry i mean i have to say i do skip brick because now it's a little bit too close to home for me yeah it's a beautiful wonderful song it was their big hit i just everything i I love this album i just i love it it feels like i'm hanging out in my room when i'm like how old was i i don't know a teenager i'll say teenager so i don't date myself too bad but like it was <laughs> it, it oh, just it came out in 97 so yeah you were like 15 yeah but it just it felt so much and and i do i love a song that tells a good story that has good lyrics that you can sing along to sometimes but it doesn't bring you down it brings you up it brings you down it's like this album is really special it's a very very special album so oh yes so good yeah <laughs> oh it's just 
Oh, yes. They just, they, these songs, they just attach to you. They really do. And I wonder if anyone feels that way if they hear this album and hadn't grown up with it, if it attaches to them in the same way, because there's just something about the musicality of these songs that I feel is really universally appealing. And I I would just like to know if other people feel that way, because I love this album. Thanks, Ben Folds 5. Also, actually three people. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> also, a very strong recommendation. Um, it wasn't the 90s. It was shortly after the 90s. But Ben Folds Live is a fantastic album from 2002. Um, it's just it's a live album from him. And it has lots of the same songs, uh, lots of these hits from the future albums as well. Uh, and it's it's a really, really great album. I mean, I, I hate when people talk about the concerts they've seen, but I had, to, I did see Ben Folds open up for Dave Matthews. Sorry, Dave Matthews, you didn't make my list. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Damn. It, it was really, really pretty cool to see like this giant piano being pushed out onto the stage <laughs> for an opening act <laughs> in Giant Stadium. Like it was, it that was pretty, pretty great. <laughs> All right. My number four. Three. Or, sorry. My number three. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gotten there eventually. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you have enough to fill in all the gaps. <laughs> yeah, I totally do. All right, my number three. Ah, yes. Yep. You- <laughs> there we go. Got it. <laughs> Anyone else join the party? There we go. This is uh, Stroke Nine, Nasty Little Thoughts. What? You were saying you were sticking to the middle of the... I know, this is 99. That, it is 99. You are such a liar. It's so good. That's I had to. Like, it's so good. It transcended your own rules that you just went through no, painstakingly. I didn't say it had to be the middle. I said I gave preference to the middle. Okay, okay. But like, so, you know, it's, it's like multiple factors that are waiting. It. This album is so good. It is that so it good. That overcame my, my time preference. Um, I'm really so, glad you picked this because I really like this album. Oh, yeah. So like, you know, the radio hit was Little Black Backpack. Uh, mm. So, you know, if you if you don't hear Stroke9's albums, this is probably the song you know i remember my parents driving me home from college after saying goodbye to you for like the first time mm-hmm. that first summer that we were apart and i listened to this album over and over and over for the seven hour drive home i don't know why i just had to listen to this album <laughs> yeah actually we uh that same like oh this just makes me miss you oh <laughs> yeah like like we at freshman year we took a road trip where we drove from pennsylvania to florida so it's like an 18 hour drive and we listened to this album like five or six times on that drive. It's just, it's so good. Not me. I wasn't there yet. Yeah, you weren't. Th- you, yeah, you weren't born yet, or something. <laughs> I wasn't in college yet. <laughs> it's so good. It's, <laughs> oh, it's so good. Just wait for it. Yes. <laughs> so good. Yeah. And, you know, they can bring it down a little bit, a little bit. You know, some of these make it last. Oh, just stop my heart. Are I just want to. All right. We need to listen to this afterwards. Oh, my goodness. It's so good. So glad you picked this. Come on. It's so good. Like, no, it's, it is. I'm agreeing with you so every much. Every song I want to listen to all the way through. I can't possibly agree with you more. <laughs> yeah. And then, so it ends, you know, it eventually ends with Tear Me In 2, which I think was a radio hit also. I'm really glad right now that we're two different people because now we get eight albums between us because yeah. <laughs> i couldn't pick all of these like this, oh. it's a great oh, closer guess, okay to... you got you gotta stop because otherwise i'm just gonna stop <laughs> recording the show and just want to listen to this album yeah that's that's such a great album and it was just barely in the 90s um and it really does sound more like the 2000s but it's a really really great album it does sound more like the 2000s 
Yeah, that's even, your and even only the, flaw. Even their next album, like Rip It Off. Um, well, that was in 2001, That was right? 2002, yeah. Rip It Off is, is another great album that followed it up, but Nice Little Thoughts to me is, is still the best one. Um, so yeah, number, th- number three, Stork Nine. All right, what's your number two? Oh, yeah, the Blue Album. <laughs> How could I not put this so high on my list? Yeah. Oh, Weezer. So right. This album... How could this not be the 90s? Yeah. This album is the 90s. Just is. Yeah, this is right in the heart. This is 94. This is like right in the heart of the 90s. And 94 was a great year. Like, you know, lots of stuff happened really then. Like, you know, Counting Crows, Green Day, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like Shell But this Crow. one, I feel it's so much more accessible. It's lighter than a lot of those albums. It tells great stories. The songs just hit you one after another. They, you have to listen to this nice and loud. But yeah, it's not a screaming album. You know, like, yeah. I don't like anymore (laughs) i used to um a lot of screaming and i feel like that this one stands up it lasts it holds its own as soon as someone starts playing this like i feel like you have to go next song next song because like you you know what's coming next you know what everyone like everyone listened to this album everyone had this album yeah it was so good and then of course of course yeah. I mean I mean the sweater song oh. was the first radio hit, but I think Buddy Holly was the bigger radio hit. This is I no, you can't put this on in a group situation and not have everyone singing to it. Like, <laughs> it just yeah. couldn't happen. It just absolutely couldn't happen. It's so good. Okay, wait, I'm just gonna let I'm just gonna let go. I just oh, yeah. love it. It's not super hard. It's not super aggressive, but it just lifts you up in a great, fun, really good way. And man, the last song. Again, an oh, epic last song, last right? Song. Only in so dreams. So good. A lot of jamming, a lot of, you know, big, you know, big kind of longer than the rest of the songs mm-hmm. in the track, like, you know, very Yeah, this it's is almost, exactly it's, what it's I want. double almost all the songs in the track. Yeah sweater songs the only other long one that's five minutes and like only in dreams is eight like oh so nice just close out the album push you to bed you know just be like yes i'm done with my homework and <laughs> chill a little bit open up the windows feel that nice shore breeze coming in mm, so good thank you weezer blue yeah <laughs> 1994 number two for me so great my number two is an album you've already mentioned, actually. Oh, it's the Eve Six self-titled yep. album. Yeah, hi, you, there yeah. you are. <laughs> you mentioned it earlier. It's a fantastic album. It, it, and, and Eve Six's next album, Horoscope, was also very good. It was in two thousand, um, but I think this is better. Um, See, I like listening to them both at the same time. Yeah, like in sequence. So that's why it got my honorable mention because yeah. you know I like them together. Yeah, this is the one. Their, their main radio hit that's, that people would have heard was Inside Out. Ah. <sighs> but the whole thing was good i love singing to eve six songs because they're so complicated and wordy yeah exactly eve six is really good to listen to on the road yeah this, this is like leech, windows this, this down is my favorite song on the album cruising down the highway mm. but like every song on this album is great right so you have yes. the intro how much longer great inside out great leech great after this showerhead 
I wouldn't say amazing, but pretty good. Definitely not skippable, you know? Mm-hmm. And then Open Road Song, which yes. is fantastic. Driving, what did I say? Yeah, like, it's... <laughs> yeah. Solid, solid, solid. And then Jesus Nightlight, again, kind of like Showerhead, like, not not great, but good. Still mm-hmm. don't skip it. Then Superhero Girl, awesome, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Plus, it's a better girl with black hair, so... Yeah. Aw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And there's Tongue Tied, just great songs see it didn't make Saturday my list night, because i do a feel slower you get a lot of that same tone right away because he's he grabs the beginnings of the songs right away with the lyrics mm-hmm. right and i feel like that, that happens over and over and over so that's why it didn't make it for me yeah that's fair but yeah for me it just when i was listening back to all i kind of like when this, like the instrumentals come in and then it hits you with like some really cool lyrics yeah so, i get that yeah but this is this is more you know these are fairly short songs the whole album is only 38 minutes like it's 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 you know a pretty pretty you know rapid fire thing and it's just solid all the way through it's and there's so many really great songs on it you know i have like almost every song in this I have, i've rated in five stars in, in itunes <laughs> like it's it's really really great um so yeah number two the it, one of the only reasons it wasn't number one is that my number one is just so much better but but it's this is still really great all right, what's your number one? Are you ready? I am ready. <laughs> this can't possibly be. Just kidding. It was a totally, terrible it's totally not. It's not my number one at all. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> okay, actually, my actual number one. I'm pretty sure that if anybody knows me or has heard um, the Michael Hurley series, Inquisitive, he asked a whole bunch of his friends about what their favorite album is. And of course, I picked a 90s album. And this is the exception to your rule of the opening song not being the hit. It's been one Oh, there okay. it is. I was wondering if this would make an, make an appearance in your list. Oh, yes, of course. It's my favorite album. This is what? Bare Naked Ladies Stunt, right? Bare Naked Ladies Stunt. Came out in 1998. Yes. So it has great lyrics all the way through, up and down of different songs. Here we go. The instrumental and then followed by the cool lyrics. Um... It's all been done. Light up my room, which I sing to my son every single night. And I'll be that girl. You have leave. You have alcohol. Call and answer. If you uh, if you're not feeling this, then you don't even you know I don't even know you. Okay, in the car. It's just uh, these songs make me feel so good. And I talked about this album with Mike for like an hour. <laughs> and it's wonderful. Song after song after song. It just feels very 90s. It's happy. It's light. It's easy to listen to. It has complicated lyrics. It tells a story. It just ticks every single one of the check marks that I need to have for a great album. And then it ends in the beautiful, beautiful song, When You Dream. It is just a really lovely put-together album that makes me extremely happy. It's not necessarily the biggest, like, 
rock your socks off. But overall, I want to listen to this more than I want to listen to anything else. So thanks, Bare Naked Ladies, for your beautiful album stunt, which is my number one. Yeah, that's a, that again, solid pick. Mm. <laughs> I cannot fault you for anything about that. So good. I love you. But yeah. It's been Yes! Sorry, so 90s. <laughs> and it is my goal in life to be able to sing that song all the way through. I'm still not quite there. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of words. <laughs> a lot of words. <laughs> like Eve 6 uses a lot of words, but yeah, that, they got nothing on that. <laughs> yeah, especially like partway through the... Uh, Ooh! <laughs> He's all about values, Marco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's value, not values. I said values. No, I think he says value. See, I don't even know. <laughs> You're the lyrics person. You should know this. <laughs> Get off my back, man. I'm just enjoying the tunes. <laughs> There's so many words. <laughs> it's just like a wall of words. <laughs> it kind of makes me think of um, the REM, We Didn't Start the Fire. I, I like when That's not song. Right. What? Uh, yeah. No. All right. I, I, think does... you, I think you mean End of the World. Uh, We Didn't Start the Fire. We didn't start the fire. Who does that? That's not our am. I don't know. But I think the song you're thinking of is this. Oh, yeah. I was mixing up. We didn't start the fire. Who's who is that? <laughs> I don't know. I should know that. All of these pop culture songs that just kind of cram in all of these crazy pop culture references as fast as you can. I love that. And I really like the way the stunt and one week does it. So yeah, stunt. It's like I said, it might not be the peppiest, most jump on your feet and dance around album, but it's what I want to listen to more than anything else. All right. My number one is not going to surprise you. Yay! <laughs> I had to. I like, you know, you've already talked about the Weezer Blue album and I still have even more to say about it. Like it's. I was curious why you weren't chiming in. Now I know. How, how did you not guess this would be number one? I mean, I guess I knew. I knew in my heart of hearts. I did. It's just such, again, straight through awesome album. This, I think, has the, the lowest rate of skipping for me of any album I have. Like, I skip nothing when I go through this album. Interesting fact about Buddy Holly. Uh, it was featured, the video of it was featured on the Windows 95 Plus Pack CD to show off that computers could play video. And so, because <laughs> that was new in 1995. So, talk about cultural influence. Like, their song w- was also a major part of Windows 95, which itself was a massive cultural influence. So, yeah, the sweater song, you know, so 90s. Surfwax America, like. Oh, man. Just solid, solid, solid. Say It Ain't So. This is... I'm actually not as crazy about the song as most people are, but it's still a good song. Uh, And I just don't... I don't skip it or anything. I like this song. Yeah. And Mm. then In the Garage. Awesome song. Maybe my favorite song on the album. It just... It just, like, kind of nails, like, 90s happy garage rock. So, so good. (laughs) So nerdy. (laughs) Good. Yeah, Holiday is also really good. And then you're right, like, Only in Dreams. Talk about a good album closer. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, starts out kind of soft like this. Kind of gets ramped up in the middle. Brings it down a little bit. 
brings it back up. And they have this long jam. Well, long for Weezer. <laughs> and it ends back with the same, like, you know, the theme from the beginning, bringing it right back down and back out. Totally close up the song. It's good. It's an it's amazing end album. to an amazing album. Mm-hmm. Like, you you can't <laughs> like you can't you can't top this. I tried. Like I I looked through everything I could. That's why it's my number two. Yeah, and stunt only tops it because I don't I don't know why. Just a feeling. Even even the B sides that were for this album are amazing. Like Michael and Carly is oh this song. This was a B side to the Blue album. It came out on the on the Undone the Sweater song single CD. It was like you know how you would have like a CD single that would be like three or four tracks. It'd be this, the one you wanted, and then like three like kind of B side songs. This was one of those. So this also I think is basically part of the album. Amazing song, and it's, it's unfortunately about something very sad, but it's an amazing song. And oh man. Yeah, so amazing all the way through. Even that amazing B-side, like, and and again, I think if you ask people like if they could name one album to represent the '90s, I think that one would be, would be one of the most popular responses. Yeah, you it know, has it, to be. It's it, it's just it's so good, and and you know, unlike things like Green Day, I, I think it holds up better mm-hmm. uh, over time. Um, it's less angry and sweary unnecessarily. Um, it doesn't seem too sexist by you know by the standards of the day it's, it's not perfect in that way but it's you know it's it's i think better than average for, for the what was available back then um and it just is solid music all the way through and it holds up and and you know i thought also maybe i should be considering pinkerton their next album which came out two years later pinkerton is great but it's not solid all the way through it it, does, it is not as great as the blue album unfortunately sorry weezer nerds I, I, that, that is not a popular opinion but it's that's my opinion um so yeah that's that's my number one, and I think uh, I, I feel very, very confident in that. The rest I was kind of like shuffling between, but once I actually listened back to these, that was number one without question. I think that that's very solid. And, yeah. um <laughs> <sighs> Marco, they've been elected to rock our asses to midnight. <laughs> oh it's so bad (laughs) it's so good so good don't (sighs) don't hate on it that's better (laughs) all right well thanks for listening everybody and uh just go listen to everything we just talked about if Mm -hmm. you're into this at all because these are all really really good albums and uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I get no doubt.